Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. He weighs both sides of the story and chooses what's right over what's wrong. More Roy Green on the Chorus Radio Network. So I'm just on the uh, Global News website, our, uh, our corporate family, and they have some great stories, great stuff, uh, really, really excellent newscast. I'm not just saying that because it's the home team. I don't need to say it. If I didn't believe it, I wouldn't say it. But I just looked at uh, uh, just a story from the West Block with uh, Vasily Capellos. Did Bill Morneau engage in some form of insider trading in the weeks just after he took office? Or did he and his father sell off hundreds of thousands of shares in their family firm, Morneau Chappelle, in innocent transactions that had nothing whatsoever to do with pending government legislation linked to taxes? Who knew about the sales? When exactly did they happen and who ordered them? Should Morneau be drummed out of cabinet or is this all much ado about nothing? The ongoing controversy surrounding the finance minister and his personal wealth has caused nothing short of an uproar on Parliament Hill over the last several weeks. It reached a fever pitch last Thursday when the Prime Minister was admonished for calling the opposition a bunch of liars. And a Tory MP from Alberta was unceremoniously booted from question period for refusing to pipe down. Uh, I want you to listen to this featuring the um, aforementioned Minister of Finance. I'll go to your calls in a, in a minute or two, maximum. And uh, full disclosure... Senator Denise Batter sent me this, and then I retweeted it, but I want you to listen. Have, have a listen to this. We're happy to keep asking. We were hearing nice things about peace earlier. I'd like that. Let's try to have a bit. I'm a little quiet when we hear the questions and the answers. The Honorable Leader of the Opposition has the floor. We're happy to keep asking questions, Mr. Speaker. The reason why the Finance Minister is in trouble is because he can't simply answer the questions. assets in a blind trust. He was fined for holding onto an offshore corporation and not disclosing it, and he introduced pension legislation that could benefit himself and his family company. And now he's refusing to answer simple questions about personal, multi-million dollar transactions in Morneau Chappelle. So how is it that the Prime Minister is able to blindly trust someone who has demonstrated such ethical lapses? Right, Honourable Prime Minister. Order. I'm unable to hear uh, the answer from the Minister of Finance. Order. Order. I'm going to need to hear it or we'll have a shorter question period, perhaps. Allah. The Honourable Minister of Finance. Mr. Speaker, we've reached a new low in this House. The opposition yes. member... Honourable Minister of Finance, order. Mr. Speaker, 
There are no secrets here. As has been reported in the press, when I came into office, I sold some shares. As has been reported, when I came into office, I made a $5 million donation to charity. As we know, we campaigned to 36 million Canadians that we would raise taxes on the 1%, which we did. As everybody knows, except for perhaps the opposition, nobody knows about the stock market in advance. So, Mr. Speaker, if the members opposite have something they want to say, they should say it here, say it now, clearly, and in the foyer. Well, so there's how it went in Canada's Parliament. And, uh, yeah, that's about our finance minister. That is about our finance minister, William in Toronto, 1-800-263-2428. William, go ahead, sir. Thank you for the call. I, I say uh, uh, no more, more no, go home, Guillaume. Too much conflict of interest and bias is perceived, and long as bias is perceived, then mean, that means bias exists, even if it doesn't exist, and he's just no good for this job. All right, and William, uh, perception becomes reality for many people. Bill in Edmonton, what do you say, Bill? Oh, I don't know. I'm kind of torn. Like uh, I was telling your uh, screener there, um, he's one of the best gifts that the conservatives could possibly have. Between him and the moron running this country, I now, now hold on. Uh, let me just ask. You. <laughs> hmm. Let's ask, let's stick with the question. Okay. Should he stay? Should he? Should he go? Reminding you that our economy is doing well. I'm no fan of Bill Morneau's or the Liberal government, as you well know. But the economy is doing well, and unemployment is lower than six percent. Does he deserve some credit for that? No, I think it's happening in spite of the Liberals. Um, if he goes anywhere, it should be to jail. Okay. All right, Bill. Thank you very much. So clearly there's a uh, real anger. Bill in uh, Whitby, Ontario. Hi, Bill. Hey, Roy, how goes it? This, this is the Sometimes second. I shouldn't ask certain questions, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> this is the second most influential politician in all of Canada. Yeah. He's dug himself up a, a political grave. Yeah. And he keeps digging, and I don't know if it's his own arrogance, stupidity, or bad judgment, but... Roy, I have to say honestly, what he said about supposed tax cheats in Canada wasn't the worst thing. What he has done isn't the worst thing. I think it's when he went out in front of a group of reporters and questioned whether they had the right to ask him questions. Basically telling all Canadians, stick it. I don't have to answer your questions. Yeah, it's... I there's, felt there is, the worst thing. You know, there is... Rich kid, arrogance in Mr. Trudeau and Mr. Morneau. They're not used to being questioned. They're not used to being uh, almost ordered to answer the question. They're not used to being pestered for the answer, and they become rather thin-skinned about it. Trust fund kids usually have very thin skins, Roy. They generally have very thin skins. And secondly is this unemployment rate. Under six percent. Yeah, I would really like to see what this unemployment rate under six percent. How many people under contracts, short-term employment, and part-time employment? Oh yeah, include? oh yeah, absolutely. And I should have extended on that because you're absolutely right. I suspect that of that, that and that's a good number under six percent. Clearly, we haven't been there for eleven years, but there would have to be significant numbers of people who are working two jobs, three jobs, um, part-time gigs. You know, but. But it's, but it's looking at the overall number of employable people, and 
the unemployment rate within those uh, within that number. But you also have people who just stop looking for work. That was my and, next question, and, and Roy. So, and so they're no longer counted. Uh, that's what my next question was going to be. How many people in there are are unaccounted for or what we call the hidden unemployed? Don't know. Have a good day, Roy. You too. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate your call. So this isn't going to stop. And it's only going to get, I think it's only going to get more challenged because of Mr. Butts, who's Mr. Trudeau's advisor. I've seen some of his tweets. He's, he's talking about thin-skinned. Um, they're in trouble. They are in trouble. Now, the question is, because this is important to everybody who, who's going to vote, the question is, is what's available on the other side of the House, and this is the decision you're going to have to make, is what's available on the other side of the House better? And when it comes to that decision, none of us can treat political parties as though they were our favorite sports team. It's, I've said this many times before. It's okay. It's great. It's fine if you're a, if, if you're a, if you're a, um, a Canucks fan or if you're a Flames fan or an Oilers fan or a Leafs fan or a Habs fan, just talking NHL, that's fine. Defend your team all the way, all you, all you want. That's, I mean, that's your job. You've decided, you've, you've, you've decided that you're a fan, so you are going to defend your team. And people were getting on me because the Habs were losing. What about your Habs? Well, not my Habs. So, but then I, what am I supposed to do now? Call them back because they've won five in a row? This is what we do. And that's fine because this is, we're fans, but we cannot afford to be fans of political parties. We have a political philosophy. That's fine. Each and every one of us believes in something, right, center, or left. But if the party that is representing your philosophy isn't doing a good job of representing your philosophy, then you have to jettison that party or hold them to account. But... Um, we believe, we believe, um, well, that's why people vote against someone instead of for someone. We hear this over and over again in elections. When we come back, a story that we've been following and specifically on this program, we've been following very, very closely. It's the Equitas lawsuit that is underway in uh, British Columbia. Tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock, the British Columbia Court of Appeals is going to bring forward its decision on the lawsuit. And the lawsuit involves members of Canada's military, wounded and injured, who are challenging the government of Canada to properly be responsive to the needs of the men and the women of the military, saying you have a social contract with us. Because neither the past government of Stephen Harper nor the current government of, of Justin Trudeau did what they can, what they can, and what they should for the veterans. Neither one of them. And first, Stephen Harper challenged the uh, the Equitas lawsuit when when it was filed, and 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 got the, started spending government money to try to persuade the court that uh, the government does not have a, a social contract with the men and the women of the military. And then when Harper 
was defeated. Justin Trudeau started the same thing, even though he promised during the election campaign he wouldn't. He even brought in the same prosecutor. And so tomorrow, the Court of Appeal in British Columbia is going to announce its decision. And when we come back, we'll talk to Mark Birchall. He's the president of the Equitas Society. Stay with us.